I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. I like wood inside. Hold on, stopping. Sorry, it's We're back. We don't wear masks here. Uh, all right. Is that uh, your emotional support beer? It is. It is. I love that guy. Um, yeah, welcome to the show this week. Um, we got a fun show. I got my mullet hat out and I was telling the guys, I, uh, this is a homemade mullet hat that I made when I lived in Alabama and, uh, it's, it's, it's lived with me for a long time now. I think I've had this thing for like 14 years. Um, as you can see, it's, you know, Dixie electric, which really fits a mullet hat. So excited to uh, bring that out. Um, new Sean, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. That's that you had to make that just so you could fit in there because uh, you're, they don't really like your kind down there. Yeah, they don't. Um, I heard a lot of "You're the first Jew I've met when I lived in Alabama." <laughs> Perfect. I was like, "Well, here's the good news for you: every stereotype is true. So if you meet one Jew, you've met them all." Oh. <laughs> so yeah, Wes, how you doing? I bet you see a lot of these in your neck of the woods. Yeah. So so, I, I do. I I live in a in a the biggest city here, but yeah, there's still there's there's rednecks everywhere, man. Yeah, I, I will I will say, everything that you think about, I, I'm from Kentucky. Everything you think about Alabama is, is fucking true. <laughs> I've been to like Talladega for the race like a dozen times, and woo boy, yeah, yeah. The Montgomery especially, and there's you know South Georgia is real bad in, in areas of Alabama, but I was amazed. I lived in Danville, Virginia. Um, that was the worst of all of them. That's look up Danville, Virginia. It's the last capital mm-hmm. of the Confederacy, and they don't they didn't realize it ended. Pretty bad. Um, in Montgomery, the one thing, and, and me and my wife were actually talking about this a couple weeks ago when we first when we first got to Montgomery, they still have segregated proms. Uh, back when I was there, segregated proms. This is like. God, maybe 12 years, like uh, maybe 13 years ago or so, they were still doing segregated proms. If that tells you what you need to know about Alabama, fucking freedom. segregated proms in like 2007. So much freedom. You can yeah. taste it. Tastes like fucking <laughs> highlight. <laughs> Tastes like highlight. All right, Brad, how are you doing today? Man, I've got like three Budweiser's in my fridge, and I, I feel like I need to go get one and crack it open right now with all this talk of Alabama. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing good. I'm I'm ready to break down two good fights and a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was some um, who the fuck is this guy uh, on this card? And there's some there's some decent fights I would say throughout the card, but it's not a pay per view card. If you take the like for a pay per view fight, and I'm sick of the UFC putting these WMA fights on pay per views when they know nobody wants to see. It. Like how many times do we have to put Jessica I on a pay per view? <laughs> It's, it's just not ever had a fun fight, ever. No. And yeah, put her knocked the fuck out. That's the only fun one. And, and, they, the and they put her, happened. and they put her against one of the the other most boringest fighters yeah. you could imagine. Like, what are they doing? Hey, you know, just just make make sure you buy it, or, or Dana's going to be hiding in your trash can with a listening device. You know, don't don't stream the the fights anymore. You're a 
Yeah. Coming. He'll stop the fuck out of you. And- we got him. We got Dana. him. We Dana, got him. I'm, I'm going to stream it. I'm going to stream it, Dana. Yep. <laughs> I'm streaming it, Dana. I think it's almost impossible to like prosecute someone for using the stream. He always mentions that. He could take down and fight the people hosting the stream, and that's yeah. not good. But average Joe sitting on their couch streaming a website, like, yeah, that's really what they're going to be focused on. You're going to be knocking on your door. Oh, my God. And the, the funny thing is, like, even the people that upload most of these streams, like, is he is he going after some dude in fucking, you know, bumfuck Russia that's uploading yeah. this stream or something? There's yeah. nothing they can do about this. Absolutely they're, all, they're all overseas because it's always – it's yep. not like a it, – you're not getting the actual pay-per-view. It's like the – what is that British station that they all come on? It's, it's a BT Sports. Sports. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're all BT Sports. So <laughs> it's – the whole thing is, is funny. But uh, we did have a card a couple days ago, which was – it was pretty decent. I mean, it wasn't horrible. I mean, I missed a lot of the early stuff, so I might have, like, not been able to pay full attention, maybe not missed. Uh, I had calls all day and I had, you know, the fights on a screen and then teams on a screen and on video calls. So it was an interesting day, uh, but there was some fun fights. Uh, so we'll just uh, jump right in. The first fight, there was this chick who beat up this other chick. And then the, uh, like they do every single time there's a WMA fight where there's, you know, a finish. They go, oh my God, this girl I've never heard of is the future. And she is going to be a champ. I already got her name. Um, it looks like it's Marion Florot fluoride something like that um so yeah future champion in what division what division is fly, fly, maybe gonna take out shevchenko she honestly she has just a good chance as anyone else and True. jessica i fights for the belt jennifer maya fights for the belt is it far-fetched this girl's next fight is for the title she's one fight away she's she <laughs> she literally might be one fight away Really? Especially in COVID times. We're, we're sitting the total at 0.5 fights away from the title. What, what are you saying? Uh, I mean, I'll say 1.5. She's going to fight. Who's the washed up vet at 125? Do they have 15 fighters in this division? Yeah, that girl could be Jessica I. Right? Probably. I mean, that's the thing. They're all so shitty outside of Shevchenko. Like, not like, hey, the champ's dominant and everyone else just can't beat her. No, no, no. They're all really, really, really bad fighters. Besides Shevchenko. So a girl like this could literally, if she fought Jessica I tomorrow, she could win that fight and get a title shot. <laughs> so bad. Can't, Can't wait. They bring it, Lance. They always bring it. The ladies do always bring it. All right. Um, weirdly enough, we started this card off with a finish in the women's flyweight division and then a finish by a Russian as we had Umar Nurmagomedov beating Sergey Morzov by submission in the, th- in the second round. Um, he looked decent. You know, everyone was talking about how he's the second coming. This reminded me of Chimiev, uh, when he, when he came like last year, where if a guy is Russian and he finishes a guy who's not very good, future champ too. Yeah. I, I thought he looked okay, but yeah, we, we got to slow down with the, the Russian hype shit, but he did what he was supposed to as a minus yeah. 500 favorite. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, yeah. Ex- exactly. Like, it, yeah. Is that, is it that impressive when a guy does what he's supposed to? Like, it, it, that's the thing that's always frustrating about MMA. And same thing with boxing, right? Um, you know, these big favorites, they win impressively. Like, oh, my God, here we are. But, like, it, and the thing is, with these Russians, it feel, I feel like they take them slower than everyone else, too. Like, I can, you could probably think off the top of your head, 10 Russians who they took it slow with. And then as soon as they get a step up and they fight someone they're going to struggle to get down on the ground, they lose. It's every time. And Habib was the, the difference in that one, which they took him 
very, very slow, if you recall. Um, the problem with Tahib is no one could ever stop his takedown. That's why he kept winning. But most of these Russians – Except T-Bow when he beat him. Yeah, obviously. We'll never drop that, even <laughs> no, though no. it means just so little. <laughs> We're not going to drop it. That's not, that's not what we do. But, I mean, he, he looks decent. Another boring uh, a boring fighter who fights – I don't I just don't care about these Russians. Yeah, I mean, and they even went out of their way to make his debut easier because originally he was supposed to fight Azur last year, and then that got canceled. And then he was supposed to fight Nathaniel Wood, and that got canceled. And then they booked him twice against this shitty guy that he tapped out. Those were tough fights, those other ones. Yeah, Yeah, I guess they weren't trying to take it slow with him. Yeah, I mean, like, even Hunter Azur, like, he's dangerous. Like, he's pretty good. Nathaniel Wood, obviously, is not a bad fighter. Yeah. But he's British, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Styles, maybe. Uh, and I didn't I didn't have any bets on this card uh, for a while once we got to the uh, the lung ambulance. But next up, lightweight division, which really good fight here, as we had Mike Davis defeating Mason Jones by decision. I thought about playing Davis. I just knew it was going to be close, so I, I didn't. I didn't have another piece of them anyway. I already have my parlays done. But I thought it was a good fight. I thought people were crying robbery. Um, on this fight, which no, no. I, I've come to the realization that people just cry robber. Like, this was a close fight, and I thought it wasn't that hard to score, personally. Like, I, it, what the scores were is what I expected. There's, I think we sometimes confuse close rounds with robberies, but I don't know. I thought Mike Davis won two <laughs> rounds. And he won the fight. The, you know, I, stats can some sometimes you know be deceiving and stuff but uh Jones didn't outland him by quite a bit in the third round but I still thought that Dave, I still thought that Davis probably won the third I mean it was close it, you know you can't call robbery either way um uh actually I I thought uh Jones showed well for himself, even a loss. Like I, I like both of these guys. I, I want to see both these dudes fight again. And that that was a hell of a fight, man. Like that that fight was really fucking good. Uh, I had I had some uh, I believe fight inside the distance money on that. And fuck, man, I yep. when you when a fight goes like that to start from the from the from the get go, you're like, man, I, this is a good bet. And then. They kept doing that, and I was like, Too "Durable." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Man, yeah. fuck, is this a good bet?" And then all of a sudden, I was like, "Man, fuck, this is going 15 minutes, and they're going to be yeah. swinging the whole time." But yeah, it was a great fight. Yeah. Oh, we did have a comment. I forgot. I meant to open with this, and I forgot. Um, shout out Team Sleeveless uh, betting a fake line <laughs> at, at, minus, at minus 136, and he put seven units on it. Knew it was fake, so made it for free just to try to pad his stats because he's down <laughs> a lot. Not yep. even, not even close. And I think Bro Hugs was he on the same? Was he on the same side too? Nah, he sold. He sold some. He sold some chalk. He sold a chalk parlay. Uh, <laughs> Bro Hugs had four point one units on him. Oh, did he? Also, <laughs> yeah. so he sold he a chalk parlay and another fake line. Yeah, well, it's funny. Like, yes, like touts and idiots and MMA children always bet on these hype trains. But like, looking at this, like Alves was always, you know, like circled. I think for all of us, and it's. This hype train didn't make sense. He he beat a guy who everyone thought was okay after a layoff or whatever. Uh, what's what's that fucking guy's name? Alhassan. Alhassan. Yeah, yeah. And then, but his next fight, he also got his shit kicked in. So wouldn't that kind of eliminate a little bit of the hype? And then you're you know look at who all you know Warley has faced. I, I was just surprised that all the touts went crazy on this, and I think it's mostly Warley? because they all started the bad line. 
and they were like, "Ooh, it's low." That and it's a it. We've talked. We talk about it before. They wanted. I don't know what it is with like the younger. I don't want to say younger, but just coming into sport, they want to say they picked the hype train. They all want to be like, "I told you, I was on it." You know, from from the jump. But yeah, the. I think they're just, just really shitty gamblers. Like that. Well, that seems like most likely scenario. Overthinking <laughs> shit, man. What, what did you say in the last four events? Uh, those two are down sixteen and twenty units, or something like yeah. that. With, yeah, the one we're we're talking about specifically. Let's just let's get to the point. This this dude's just a horrible gambler. He's bad at this, and it ain't even about being a tout and shit. Like he is bad at this. Like this this guy is like been he's losing ungodly amounts of money on this shit, man. Well, it's not it, that much money. Well, yeah, it's a lot of units. It's not a lot of money. Well, he, I'll give it to him. He posted, he, he got all brave and shit and posted his ticket again on a line that was like available at one book on the planet. Yeah, he's betting a hundred dollars a unit. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It's a hundred dollars a unit and you think your bets are worth fucking paying? I know. Get the fuck out of here. It's crazy because I've, I talked to a couple like actual pro gamblers and shit and and DMs and shit. And these guys laugh at Mark. Like he is a joke because they bet a couple grand a game. You know what I'm saying? This guy's selling bets and he's he's betting 500 bucks or something. Even that. It's like, that ain't even a, a real bet to like real better. Like a know? real gambler, right? Yeah, like, that, real fucking bets. In a nutshell, yeah. though. I, I want to know what the end game is for them. Because like, even if you make win 100 units in the whole fucking year, if you're doing this full time, if you're betting a hundred dollars a unit, that's ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, you're banking on getting sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year in subs. Like, yeah, that, that's why you do that. Like, I, you know, our boy Addy always says, like, if you're good enough, you won't, like, you won't go tout. But there's more to that too, right? If you don't have enough money, even if you're good enough, right? Like, let's say I'm the, I, I want to go like pro gambler, right? And I'm sleeveless and I've been, you know, slaving away at my 30K job a year. <laughs> I don't have money saved up to be a professional gambler. To be no. a professional gambler, gambler, you need at least a couple hundred thousand dollars to start with. There's runs, there's ups and downs. So if you're starting your bankroll with a couple grand, maybe even five grand, right? Like you don't have enough money to be a professional gambler. If you're betting a couple thousand, it's like you go one and three, you're, you're, you're broke. <laughs> like there goes and, the mortgage for this yeah, especially when you quit your job <laughs> yeah and, so they do the they, yeah. thing to try and get people to bankroll them basically they, they, oh yeah yeah or not even like where they want to change their amounts you bet because you like betting right but those guys who are tasked they know they're never going to want to bet you know two three four five grand on a on a game or a fight knowing that's how much it would take to be a professional gambler uh because you, you're never going to pick more than 60 percent so you have to understand you're gonna have to bet big to be able to make a living so they they're like, hey, I'm never gonna bet that much. So if I sell these, if I can get you know a thousand people to give me twenty five dollars a week, I can actually you know make that a little more sustainable without even betting more. Even the successful touts, I bet most of them don't bet more. Why would they? There's no risk. And you and when you're most touts, you got to just continue to be an absolute whore because <laughs> the, the turn the turnover is so much because you're you're losing. They're eventually going to be like, fuck, he cost me all my money. I, I can't go back to him. The turnover and having to whore yourself out. The The bad part now is there's it got legal and shit everywhere. And there's people putting together sites to where it's content instead of shit. So they pay 
these shitty touts to just give them content. We're going to give out bets and pay them their sum. Yep. And it's just a bunch of horrible shit that's costing people money. Well, I mean, you can't, you, you saw that, uh, was it Pennsylvania that just absolutely murdered? It's the barstool. The barstool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because oh, they got yeah. all the fucking shitty barstool letters. Well, I read the, this dumb shit. So it was, it was the biggest hold in like in a month span in yeah. history. history. It was like a 29% 20, hole. No, yep. 19%. Yeah. Like, 20% of the money gambled on that site was, was lost. And, and like, the goal was like, you're 10, yeah. you're very successful. Like the, the, they average out about nine and shit. Yeah. But they, I read a write up, and what's so bad about that is because Barstool puts out that betting content, and mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of parlays and shit like that. So they're feeding they the shit up. they're feeding the base, the actual betters that come bet on their site, horrible bets to make. Then they go on their book and make all those horrible bets and lose. <laughs> Genius! A, it's it a good, is a, a good racket. It, no, it's, it's like insider right. trading. Like fuck, yep. well, it is. <laughs> I have no I have, that's a business to me like i have no issues with that like if you're dumb enough to watch a hour-long show with uh <laughs> dave Pornoy and that marty mush dude and big cat and take their advice seriously and then go bet it that's your fault i'm sorry and the thing with the tout <laughs> game winning is, is secondary for all these touts it's how you sell it's how you market we see it for all these guys like the greek right you can hate on him all you want. The guy's made a fucking killing over his lifetime just selling, selling himself. He's selling his he's, yeah. He's, yeah. Yep. So I mean he's on uh, the fucking UFC betting show. I mean he's getting the bets every week. It's crazy. It's all the yeah. brand, baby. You, you hear from guys behind, like, you know, our girl Trish has gotten a, a couple texts and they're yeah. like, man, I have no idea why this guy's here. He's up here, like, shaking and sniffing yeah. and shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, enough, like, the people, people who don't gamble, who aren't in that world, if you will, right? They don't see that. They don't know who's a good gambler or whatever. The average person in the street kind of pictures a professional gambler to look exactly like him or how I'm dressed right now. Some weird stereotypes. Though, right? Stereotypes. Yes, maybe. You see it. Like if you see a normal good looking, like good looking guy on the street with like a dress, like a dress shirt on, like you're not going to think like, Oh yeah, this guy, this guy knows how to, you know, bet on human fighting. <laughs> but you look at the Greek, you're like, Oh yeah, this guy stayed up all night. Just <laughs> blow and tape study. Like that's what he did. Yeah, he's so, working. He's and working. Then, Inside information, people still actually believe that that's a thing. Oh, yeah. like, I got the inside info, like, and it's no. Well, no. Do you remember this whole thing? I don't know if he still does it. I remember like ten years ago because he's been around forever. Oh, when right. it was like the, the fall of the steam. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, that... he posts these tweets and be like, "Steam alert!" Yeah, <laughs> yo, that guy's been around for a couple decades, bro. Yeah. He's He's been around a long time. And to, to be able to be like that bad and still be around, like it does say something that the, like he's you said, man, con man, it is, it, it, he's a good, he's a good con man is exactly what it is. Yep. That Dude, guy's a good con man. You know, Brandon Lang is still selling picks. <laughs> oh my God. Did you know that? <laughs> I remember yep. people used to fade him. Like they fade Ben. Yeah. Like there was, oh. it was on like fucking forums on and SDR, shit like that. SDR forum. We, I used yeah. to always be yeah. on there. He still sells picks, and it's funny. Like we always think of, like, okay, we'll buy his picks to fade him. That's smart people. Most people are going, "Oh my god, this is that guy from that movie." Yep. (laughs) Oh my god. 
Yeah, so I guess it's enough tout talk, which we could do yeah. for a while. <laughs> well, we had we had to go into to yeah. fake uh, ticket yeah. and the greatest gambler. <laughs> yeah, the time, I, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad someone mentioned that because I'm glad we got into it. But let's now move on to the flyweight division. As we had uh, Francisco Figueroa taking on Jerome Rivera. Um, he looked okay. He's not his brother, and I think we'll get some good lines in the future. And Jerome Rivera just is not a UFC fighter. No, I thought yeah. he was going to be coming in i really did uh based on you know some of his experience but he just he doesn't know what he's doing in there he, he's a guy who wants to get to the ground and has like negative wrestling ability and he's not that great off his back he has to be on top to be successful yep yeah, yeah. i heard uh, the the best way i heard that fight described is that we've got figgy smalls and uh and his brother is figgy stalls <laughs> yeah that was fucking great <laughs> Hey, you're you're right. The future, we should get a good line. But hell, it, it got down to minus one forty five here, and I I took a shot, dude. That that was still dumb. This was an easy fight for him here, but he's not he's not his brother. Nope. I actually um I I picked Rivera uh in Toutmaster and still got the highest points of the week. Oh, so shit, maybe really? if I was a little bit smarter, uh, I could I could have done better. Yeah. Are you Which, leading? No, I had five points. Um, in the first event, and then 13, over 13 on Wednesday, so I'm consistent. <laughs> uh, all right, next we go to uh, middleweight division. Our boy uh, Lung Ambulance defeated Marcus Perez, uh, 2020 across the board. Not, uh, I bet on him. I had him in a parlay. Um, when it, I got down, to, like, when it was like minus 140, I was like, Marcus Perez sucks. Like, he does nothing well. Uh, that's why I bet here. Not thinking Lung Ambulance is any good, just facing Perez and I didn't think the game plan was going to be lay on him uh, but whatever and they kept talking like he was he was going to die of exhaustion in the cage I, I don't know like I, I didn't I didn't see that and if you look at like his fight history he's had a bunch of like fights that have he's finished in the fourth round in the fifth round and he's went he's yeah. went five before um, and they they talked they started talking about him gassing out 15 seconds in as he was dominating uh, the first two rounds and yeah it was Typical Cormier. Perez wasn't doing anything to, to help that gassing no. either, though. So. Cormier acted like two minutes in that, like, okay, oh. now it's interesting. Yeah. Cormier. Mr. Narrative. That guy's a fucking... He's, he's bad, dude. He's like worse. He's, every card. Worse. He, he is really... Yep. He will bad. not stop talking. Brutal. But yeah, Long Ambulance, I don't think there's anything to write home about. Um, next, we have Flyweight Division. Sue Madarji defeated... Zaruka Adeshev. I actually took down our boy uh, Sue Madarji a level here. Um, I thought he looked terrible. I thought he looked absolutely terrible. He was fighting a guy that was not good, really tiny, really short, not a lot of experience. And it was a decently close fight. Like, until he dropped him um, in that round, like, it was decently close. I, I, I was not impressed by this. No. He going I, I thought he was just going to blow him out. But, yeah. Yeah. I did yeah. as well, but he he's he's still you can see that he's got some tools and shit though, and that length and and shit at, at that weight class is gonna. I mean, it's on the matchup, right? Yeah, he he's still he's got to get. I mean, he's young as hell, man. He's he's got to yeah. get better. But that you're right that against that guy at that kind of price, like that wasn't. He should have finished that guy. I mean, the total was like one and a half and shit. Yeah. He should have finished that guy. I hit this parlay still though. I had him with lung bus or lung ambulance, not bang bus. I, you want to? I took all the big chalk and fucking uh, put it together and did a small one with the points handicaps of all of them too. They yeah. that was shit was easy. Yep. 
It was a good card. And and the, the dogs I picked, unlike the first card, were a lot better. This is one of my better cards I've had in a while. Yeah. Uh, all right. No. Bantamweight division. What? No, you're good. You're good. It's all you, Lance. You cut Bantamweight out. division. Ricky Simone. Ricky <laughs> Simone. Ricky Simone defeated Gastion Pirello by submission triangle, tri- arm triangle. Um, this was easy. That's uh, this is actually the only bet I lost. I had him with Breeze. Uh, it would have been the sweep if Breeze uh, knew how to fight. But, yeah, Simone looked good. And it looks like he's fighting Boom Boom next, which I think is a very good stylistic matchup for him as well. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Did what so, he was supposed to do. Lost the mullet, though, which is a little sad. Yeah, that so Simone's fun, though, man. Like, And that, that's what you're supposed to do when you're, man, yeah. like, don't fuck around going there and wreck somebody like – I like Simone. I like what he said after two. And they asked him, you know, why is it like one of the first times he really used his wrestling? He's like, because I like to get paid. I got, I got to go in there and knock guys out. At least yeah, that dude, <laughs> he's smart enough to know how this shit works right now. And like, I'm not going to make no money if I don't go in there and show out. So I like that attitude. And he did it. But he also got slept by Uriah Faber. Yeah. That was a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was, yeah, excellent. I think I got favor at like 400, plus 400 or something in that fight. It was something ridiculous. That was a crazy one. Um, All right, uh, moving on to the main card, Omari Akhmedov defeated Tom Breeze, arm triangle. Man, the first round was brutal. Breeze survived. I kind of thought at that point, like, well, Brad's gone. He died. Um, I thought he was home free after that first round. The last 30, 40 seconds, he had his back. And I was like, oh, Akhmedov's dead. And then just some dumb shit. like. That yeah, he kind of gave up on the arm triangle quite quickly. Which, considering where it seemed like the fight was trending with the third round or uh, second round starting, kind of surprised we saw that kind of a quit job. Like that was that was not good. He did not fight that at all. He probably he, he was probably embarrassed. He fell into it to begin with. Like, have you ever seen that? I I don't know if I've seen like a guy fall into some shit like that. Fell in, into an arm triangle. Fuck, man. <laughs> and you, I felt the same way. I was like, man, that was a brutal first round, but like, it's good now. Like, he's going to yeah. slow down. Breeze is going to start getting it on him. And it kind of looked that way to start the round. Yeah. Man, I, that's disappointing. Breeze is done. He's on the list. There, You cannot, <laughs> you cannot tell. He's, he's on the Chandler's list. You can't touch that guy. You can't do it. <laughs> What if he faces another like KB Bular? Ooh, there I, I can't trust him, man. That, to fall into something like that in the in the he's tap. just so inconsistent. Yeah, yeah that was that was brutal. Spots. Seems like a guy that should be fucking good too. Like, yeah, be yeah. better, but. I mean, but a guy like that to me can never be great. He can't be very good. He can't wrestle. If you can't wrestle, you can always lose. You can always oh, yeah. okay. And Brad, what is one question we need to ask ourselves now? Is he top five? <laughs> that's a that's a, a Derek Lewis thing. I know. Is what he British? Is, no, uh, think of Akhmedov now. How good is Chris Weidman? Title oh, shot. Yeah. 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 I mean, Weidman just uh, dumb. Poor soul is going to get fucking slicked whoever he fights next. He's fighting Uriah Hall. Yeah, he's going to mm-hmm. get slicked. Yeah, I keep picturing that one going, well, my boy can definitely take him down. He can ride him out. But I'm like, but it went on the feet. He could get slept with one punch. But Uriah Faber, not a fan of punching people in the face. It's a very tough fight to break down. <laughs> Hall is definitely going to 
probably knock him out. I'm betting I, Weidman. I think he wants revenge. He's angry. Yeah, Lance just hates himself so I much. Uh, <laughs> if if Josh Koscheck came back and fought next week versus Usman, I'm taking Koss all day. Even more. Take you're manning your principles, Lance. Well, I got to say, I've made a lot of money betting Dubronx every fight of his career. Mm-hmm. Besides when he fought Frankie Edgar. Another guy I bet every time. Ooh, you're gonna lose some money. Oh, we're 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 gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about a certain guy on this card talking about Stan Hagen's a dead man. Well we're we're gonna we yeah, we'll talk about the guy talking on this next card so much bullshit about oh Charles Charles Olives or whatever the fuck is I don't know who that guy that said that is, but fuck him. He'd be choked dead like the rest. (laughs) He's on the list. He's on the list. (laughs) Yes. Um, Featherweight division, uh, another fight. Not not that impressed with the victor here. Uh, Murphy, uh, Rony Murphy defeated Douglas Silva de Andrade, 20-28, 20-28, I don't know. Like, I think there was a lot of hype coming into this one, and I thought everyone – I thought it would be more one-sided than it was. He got hit a lot. Like, he he took some – like, did you see – yeah, his face looked like I got hit by a shovel after the fight. And (laughs) Dan Drogsnats. He's one of those guys that, yeah, he's like someone. I think it was Brad. He said he's kind of like a shitty Lineker, um, which is kind of a, a good a good comparison there. But he's a very, very shitty Lineker, and then going wait too. And I, I don't know. I kind of people kept talking about Murphy was like the next big thing. I didn't. I didn't see it. Not yet. He's. he's I, I think I. Some shit to do. I think I picked him as my breakout featherweight of the year, maybe, and. Yeah, I'd, immediately after that fight, I do not feel good about that. Yeah, did yeah. not look good. Also, everybody takes his back. Everybody, yeah. he always gets his back taken. So at some point, like that's it. that's not going to work out for you. Even though I I, I think don't sell on draws like that short. Like I, that's a tough guy. This is durable. Yeah, that's a, durable. That's it a was, tough out. But he shouldn't. He shouldn't have your face. Literally, that yeah. dude was split, swollen one side. I was fucked. Yeah, you can't get beat up by a fucking Andrade. Well, like I think the thing with Andrade, he's dangerous because he's going to move forward, move forward, and move forward, and he throws these wild shots and sometimes land. If that happened, if he landed a couple wild shots, fine. There was times he was just kind of piecing, piecing him up. Like it wasn't like he was just always just landing these lucky like wide shots. Like he, Murphy got outboxed a little bit, and he got hit a little bit, and he got. Those weren't one shots that caused that damage. Um, and that's where I think his defense is a bit shaky versus a guy who, if you're a good boxer, you should be able to avoid most of those shots. And I think that was the the biggest part for me, at least. All right. Uh, next weight, flyweight fight. Matt Schnell defeated Tyson Nam, 20-28, 28-29, um, I bet Schnell here. Uh, I like Schnell a lot. This was not how I drew it up. Um, Snell was quicker. He was faster. And I, I guess – it, we saw the narrative from DC and others, and we saw it on Twitter. But why do people think Tyson Nam is Mike Tyson? Like it, the narrative on Twitter, reading up to the fight, like, oh, if Nell gets touched once, he's done. If he gets touched once, he's done. They kept talking like Cormier. Oh my God, the power of Tyson Nam. Do we not remember like Tyson Nam sucks? <laughs> Did we forget that? Like he knocks out some of the worst fighters I've ever seen in my life. And the UFC, and he has some, you know, some fun knockouts. But 
the guy sucks. He's a Schnell bad fighter who is the lock. Knocked out too, though. Yeah, it's good. It's it's the chin of Schnell too that that no, had to play into it a little. Nam would be by far like not even close to the worst guy that Schnell has gotten knocked out by. Oh, yeah, yeah, very very true. Yeah, I mean it was I, the fans maybe like the people on Twitter saying Nam can knock him out. Sure, they're probably looking at the account of his chin, but I think a lot of people and the announcers included just think Nam like they kept saying it like. Like there's like five seconds left. You got to be careful with that right hand. He one time put out Chikalaga Pugada out. Ashnell's fucking just styling on him like that. That was like like you said, Olaine's like it. It wasn't how I saw it going. I was I was like really big on the under here, and yeah. uh, that was a total whiff. But you're you're right. Like Schnell looked. He looked great on the feet, even though I was like screaming, taking because I picked Snow. I didn't end up good. Um, man, his hands look great. His footwork looked great against a guy that does swing and throw some bungalows. Um, I thought Snow looked pretty good. Question How the fuck was this a split decision? Yeah, that's dumb. That That's dumb. He, he won, what was it, the third? Like, definitely won the third. And I, was that the round they had to give uh, Nam the third, the one judge that gave him? I think the, it was the second. <laughs> Maybe I, the first. I don't. Schnell outlanded him in every round. Yeah. So, so, so the third guy was, that gave it to Nam gave him second and third. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It would have had, and Schnell like styled on him in the third to close the fight. That was yeah. What was no, they, well, they all gave Nam the third, but. Two of the three judges gave Schnell the second. That should have been a 30-27 then. Like, he won that third round, too, in my opinion. Uh, was this Munich, Brad? No, no, no. Munich was later and better. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. Cons- consensus was great, and yep. Munich was yep. very nice. We can, we can skip over this next one. Some chick I've never heard of beat that old, unathletic chick. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, a bad style matchup. And then we had Ike Villanueva defeating possibly the worst fighter in light heavyweight division. He's so bad. Vinicius Morea, um, second round knockout. He didn't even try in that fight. He just stood there. His plan was to do nothing and get knocked out. There's no other way you can put it. Um, fun knockout, though. Yeah, that was that was a really good knockout. Uh, I, I wish he could have done it um, 40 seconds sooner or more. That, that would have been nice yeah. if yeah. he did it in the first round, um, yeah. but still got the under. Yeah, I didn't. I got a little under money myself. Yeah, there's some really bad light heavyweights like this dude, Antigulov, uh, Ibragimov. Just quitters. Um, Just, yeah. fighting on this card. Yep. There's some real bad light heavyweights in the UFC right now. Tremendous. Um, we already talked about this a little bit, but this was Munich. Was this Munich? <laughs> this was no. no this was consensus. consensus. Okay. That's, right. that's great stuff, Steve. I, 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 I just won uh, so many bets on Wednesday. It's hard to kind of keep track of, of which tough. win. It's really hard. It can be tough. It can be I mean, tough. you gotta you gotta know the the plus two ten and the yep. bookie or the tout basher here. Yep. You know. Well, I couldn't remember if that was Munich or the main event was Munich because I know I, I had them both and I know most of us did. Mm-hmm. I think we all had both of them really. No, no, no one of us almost. didn't have both. Oh, teenagers are always everyone of drinking stuff. age had uh, had both of them. Mm. Sean, you've been making some weird bets, man. You had like four bets on that old unathletic chick. Yeah, I just kept. You've won me tons of money. Whatever, that was dumb. That's fair enough. 
That's yeah. some unders. Yeah. Go back, go back to normal human betting. Like, I like these five guys to win fights. I'm going to bet on them. Versus, like, I like this chick to get a round two finished by flying on. I've been doing the crazy ones this year. year. I've, like, I've stopped that shit. Oh, yeah. You had three. Even I've been pretty tame. And Mata Fury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Her, yeah. her by decision, her yeah. points handicap. That's that's pretty. That's sad. stupid. They were all losers. <laughs> they were big fat losers. <laughs> um, we already talked about this, but welterweight division, Warley Alves defeated. I've already forgot this guy's names. Mourner was Zez, something like that. Um, the hype, I didn't get the hype on this one. The guy looked like a good striker. We hadn't seen him grapple. Uh, Warley obvious. I picked Warley not because I thought he was gonna like kick a fucking hole through his stomach. Um, I thought it was more gonna be the grappling. Uh, but this was this was just the second it started. Warley comes out like a bat. He came out like a pissed off dude who lost a couple fights. Put him in there with some child and made him a plus two hundred dog. That's what it looked like for Warley Alves. And this guy's his cardio is never going to be good. His defense is never going to be good. But when you're not putting anything up against him and you're going to be a punching bag, this is one of the most violent dudes out there. And plus two hundred all day. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That. Um just an you, auto you, play. you make some good points about about warley too uh that if you're not gonna like get in there and scrap you're just gonna sit back and let him come in but that was like warley from right off of tough like that yeah. shit was fucking nasty man the yeah. the kicks and shit that that was awesome and just a crazy line against an unproven guy and shit so good yeah it really, it really didn't make any sense. Those kicks, that those were like baseball bat body kicks. Like those things. <laughs> Did you like the stupid thing they said on the commentary where they're like, you know, sometimes it's the kick that hurts the guy, and sometimes he kicks him, and then he hits him in his elbow, and his own elbow hits him, and that's what hurts. Them. Dude, <laughs> I missed that. Talking about, I, I missed yeah. that. Uh, yeah, that that was bad. That was yeah, bad. that that was. Harley. I mean, Orly the God. Yeah. The Covington killer. That's right. Now I will say, as far as out of the cage, Warley can go fuck himself talking yeah, about fuck him. I don't like marijuana guys and shit and this and all that. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. Nobody cares less. about your fucking marijuana stance, motherfucker. Marijuana's bad. It's bad. Marijuana's bad. I mean, okay. to his point, though, most of the guys who are the marijuana guys, I strongly dislike. Nate Diaz. What about Nate Diaz? There's all kinds of marijuana guys. Gilbert Melinda. That that whole camp. If those are the marijuana guys, that camp, (laughs) fully on board with that. He was specifically talking about Nate, which, I mean, at this point, that's that's probably not a bad call out for. There's 0% (laughs) chance he would. He would never. There's no reason on this planet for fucking Nate to go fight that guy. Like. (laughs) No, what was oh, dumb? That would be a very fun. Well, the rumor was Gage uh, the entire fight. Yeah. The rumor was Gagey versus Nate, and like, man, I don't know why they'd want to put Nate out like that. Like, nah, don't do that. Man. Uh, we'll never that's a tough one. Nate, tough. Nate should sit around and just hope that another McGregor fight falls in his lap. It that's, might. It, it, it might. might. Yeah. I mean, there's some. I mean, like you could do like Poirier loses to McGregor. Like you could make Poirier Diaz, and that'd be something I think you get out of bed for. Something like that. Who else has gotten more big fights by doing less than Nate Diaz? Mm, no one. Nick, Nick Diaz? Nick Diaz. Nick Diaz. No, but Nick Diaz hasn't gotten that many big fights because he doesn't I mean, fight he ever. GSP. <laughs> he got one. Silva? 
<laughs> oh, too. Yeah, I mean, he fought. He had to. He fought BJ Penn. That me. That was That was borderline. <laughs> but at that point, we didn't know BJ was washed. We knew he was getting washed. We didn't know he was like floating away. BJ Penn. <laughs> I, I feel like we knew that moving up to one seventy, BJ Penn at any point in the, at that, that time in his career was not a good idea. But we heard he was in shape and highly motivated. <laughs> Always. So, I think. Running with rocks underwater and shit, you know, yeah. all that good Jump, stuff. Jumping out yeah. of pools onto the deck, you know, just. <laughs> Should we hurry hey, up I and talk know. about how I'm a moron? Uh, yeah, you are a moron. Uh, main event, we had Neil Magny versus Wrestler, and Sean was like, man, let me lay that juice. <laughs> <laughs> let me lay hey, juice on Neil Magny versus a Wrestler. To, to be fair, I don't. Most of the. Brad and West thought that they he was going to finish them, finish Magny in the first or second. Mm. And then I also said, and people think if it goes to the championship rounds that Magny's going to win automatically, but he's gotten knocked out in his his fourth round of one fight. He lost both rounds to Kellen Gastelum. He's now lost both rounds to Chiesa. Maybe Magny's cardio just isn't. It's not actually cardio, a, It's fucking wrestling. Right, maybe his cardio isn't a weapon that he got finished. Like. And, and maybe Ki, maybe Kiesa's isn't like as horrible as we all thought. Now, I still seven. think he's gonna get fucked up if he fights any type of wrestler. He's I mean, gonna get murdered by Kobe, the, Kobe the live line on that fight was absurd. Kiesa was like minus six hundred, and then Magny landed. Two punches, and I think yep. Kiesa failed on one takedown, and he went down to like minus one sixty. Yeah, wow, it was nuts. I don't know. Really and then he took I, him down and beat him up again. Here's the thing with Kiesa: like, yes, yeah, if, if he faces a wrestler, any any guy in the top ten who can wrestle, Colby Covington, right? Like, Colby would just keep it on the feet and batter his face. Yeah, like Colby is not like Colby's not a big power guy, so he can get greatest. But like striking versus Kiesa, that is not a competitive striking battle. It's going to look like. A world class striker versus Nushan, uh, if they yeah. would fight. Nushan kind of a little bit looks like Kiesa. Um, and then, you know, uh, but other than that, like how many dominant wrestlers who Kiesa, who would want to take Kiesa to the ground? Like, I, I don't know. Like, Kiesa is so dangerous in the ground. So we'll see. I, I think he's, I think he's an interesting guy at 170 plus money here. I thought was a, was a gift. It was a good way to end the card with, with mm-hmm. Munich. And, you know, I, I, I like Kiesa. He was a guy I did not really enjoy. Um, even going back a couple years ago, but like I like Kiesa now. I think to me, he's by far the best analyst they have on there. He's tremendous uh, in that role. Like, and, and I think he just evolved as a fighter. I think going to 170 was was smart. He was so drawn out and weak at 155, and like guys with that body type should, should not fight that low of a weight. And I think he's kind of a perfect example of that. We should have height restrictions on weight classes. <laughs> like, if you're taller than five nine. You have to be a lightweight. Then let's see how all these skinny James Vick looking fuckers do. We we almost killed a guy. He said he's at the gym on the bench. <laughs> Steve Collins almost. Sorry, almost, Steve. We almost killed a man. <laughs> uh, anyway, but good card overall. Uh, everyone made money besides New Sean, so nothing different than normal. Um, so yeah, it was a good card. Yeah, yeah, it's a real fun card for a Wednesday morning. <laughs> I, mean, I that. That. Yeah, I, Wednesday morning fights. I think they were over by what, like five o'clock. Like that, that was that was pretty good. I thought I was gonna like it more than I did. 
but then I had to do some work during the day and it just kind of got in the way of watching fights and I don't know. It, it didn't turn out as, as good as I had expected. So, but mine worked out because I had, um, I had an hour break. I had like a meeting canceled. So I had no calls or anything during the co-main in Maine. So that was oh. a nice, nice surprise. And like, there was a couple, like on calls I had to present, which is hard to pay attention while presenting. I did yeah. it, but it's hard. Um, <laughs> One, I really had to like go through this whole PowerPoint thing. It was during like a chick fight, and I was like, "This is glorious!" <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, UFC 257. Dustin Poirier takes on Conor McGregor. Um, this is the card that you know Conor McGregor's back. So you have all the people that in your life who know you love MMA and they don't watch it very much asking you, asking uh, <laughs> "Who is this Dustin Poirier fella? And is Conor gonna win?" Um, so yeah, we're Conor McGregor fight week. Um, so we'll, we'll go ahead and jump right in there. Uh, this card sucks. Pre-warning. This is not a good card. This is really, really bad until we get to the co-main. I will say, co-main event-wise, this is way better than we normally get for a Conor McGregor pay-per-view co-main. So we got that. Rest of the card, not too good. Flyweight division, Amir with Albazi versus Dalgas Zumagulov. He's the guy that in his Sherdog picture looks like um, he's like 76, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. He looks like the uh, the claymation dude from Zoolander, the Malaysian prime minister. <laughs> he looks like he's very wise, though. Like, like, had, had like issue, I would go up, a, I would climb up a mountain, and then I get the end and I crawl through this stuff, and I find this little hut, and there'd be a chimney with some white smoke coming out, and then I'd go in and I crawl and say, "I need answers," and he would be he'd be saying. <laughs> Some knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Very very sharp guy. All right, uh, Nushan, how's it going? Uh, okay. I think this will be an okay fight. I don't want any part of it. Uh, Zmagulov is... Uh, he went for a ton of takedowns, a guy that doesn't have great takedown defense, and he couldn't barely get any. Um, but the problem is, I don't think the Alabazi guy is good either. I mean, he beat a shitty Canadian that you're not anything special uh i will pick alabazi i guess but i don't want to do anything with this fight yeah that's a that's the right call uh wesley yeah um i i don't i don't really know much here um both of these guys just i don't know they kind of seem like the same dude i haven't really looked too far into it i'm tapping style I, These are I, different people. I just, I, I wasn't, I'm not touching this fight, man. I'm going to pick uh, Zuma Gulov. I think he's probably the, just the tougher dude uh, can keep this on the feet. Um, yeah, I, I don't have much here. Zuma Gulov's going to be the pick. Steve said he looks like a <laughs> midwife from Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he's bringing the heat, Steve. Yeah, that's, that's tremendous. Brad, I assume you got, you got nothing here. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick Albazi just because, uh, Zuma Zoom Zoom is, uh, <laughs> like 8,000 years old and doesn't really do anything. Like he, he tries to do things. He tries to be active and tries to get takedowns and stuff like that, but nothing really happens. Uh, so I think maybe Albazi can do some stuff and things will happen and he'll win the fight, but this is going to be a decision. It's probably going to be close and I don't want to bet it. Yeah, normally when you look at a fight, and like these guys both suck, obviously, but 
if you're looking at a fight where you got a guy who's going to spam takedowns versus a European, you go with the guy spamming takedowns because he's probably going to spam, you know, spam one around. Uh, but his takedowns are real bad. Uh, and we saw that in his first fight. He just, it was like he, it was a wrestler who had never wrestled before, uh, but knew his best way to get to win the fight was to get on the ground and just not very good. And, you know, Albazi just, I don't know, he also just looks more the part. He's more athletic. He's stronger. He doesn't look like a 72 year old man or a, a midwife in Fiji. You know. <laughs> I'll go ahead and take Albazi. I think the line was like a pick, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is right now. Are you betting on this? No, 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 I'm not. Um, all right, let's now move up to a catch weight. I don't know why this is a catch weight. Is this short notice? Uh, oh, yeah, because you're going to have to tell me what fight it is because the way you described it means nothing. Oh, um, this is the uh, the Russian fella versus Nick Lentz. Oh, yeah. Bob Sav. was supposed to fight uh, Landwehr, which actually would have been. That would have been. Oh, yeah, that would have been a, a yeah. much, much better fight. Oh, well, all right. Um, new shot. Are you going to waste money on Nick Lentz? Because I might. I, I won't. I will not do it this time. I don't want to. Um, don't do it. I'm not going to. I don't <laughs> think there's a good – I'm not betting either side. Um, I was kind of looking at Nick Lentz plus three and a half handicap, but I don't I don't think he's going to win uh, any of these rounds. Uh, he's just not good anymore. Uh, Evluev, he is skilled. It's just he's boring. Uh, Russian. Ever ever since he's come to the UFC, he can't seem to finish guys. Um, so I don't think he gets in here. Um, but he is a, a better fighter at this point. I think he can stuff takedowns, win on the feet. Is this featherweight? It's one. Oh, it's catchweight. That, duh, that's why I said that. I, I don't remember what I said. Fifty. You did say catchweight. Yeah, I don't pay attention to my self-talk. This guy's a bantamweight. Why is he fighting Nick Lentz at 150? He's fought at 145 in the, the last couple times, I, I know. I don't really understand why. Like, he does not look like a featherweight, so. No. Wes? Yeah, the, he, Nick Lentz just isn't got enough to, to beat this guy at this point, man. It, like Sean said, he he's strong enough to keep this on the feet and just do enough to take rounds off of Nick Lentz. Um, I haven't put any bets on here. If I want some action, um, Ilov by decision was like minus one. Yeah. I, well, last time I looked, it was like minus one thirty-five. It might have went down a little bit. So, um, I, I don't, I don't think he finishes. He's not a finisher to begin with, since he's got to the UFC, and we all know how tough as fuck Nick Nick Lentz is. I just don't think he's good enough. So, Ilov by decision, uh, gonna be my pick, but. Yeah, if it's too much juicier than around minus one thirty-five or so, pass on a bit. Bradley, yeah, it looks like minus one forty to one sixty, depending on where you're looking right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think Evlev wins this one as well. I the fact that it's at one fifty is kind of concerning because he is not a big one forty-fiver, and he should be fighting at one thirty-five. So that's it's going to be interesting if they get into the clinch and Lentz can muscle him around a little bit. I just think there's way too much speed for, for Evloev in this one. <laughs> um, and he's just going to be moving around and pot-shotting Lentz all over the place. Uh, and honestly, I, I feel like Lentz is kind of at the point where 
He's been super durable throughout his career, but I think shots are going to start getting to him. Uh, and a guy that's way faster, even though he doesn't have a ton of power, might be the kind of guy that can really sting him and, and maybe get him out of there. So I'm going to just stay away from this one almost entirely. Um, but I think it would be hilarious if he ends up stuck in the clinch with Nick Lentz and Lentz just ragdolls him around. That that would be funny to me. Yeah, um, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> asthmatic wild boar. <laughs> that's, that's not bad. Um, yeah, I I, I I don't know what Lentz does here. Lentz really struggles if he can't take you down. Um, if he can't take you down, he just really, really, really struggles in fights. He does get hit a lot more than he used to, and he doesn't take it as well. He gets beat up a lot more, and I think I think he's at a disadvantage wherever this goes. I don't think he's going to be able to land enough takedowns to control the fight on top. So I think this fight is going to be him getting taken down a little bit, him getting beat up a little bit. And I just don't think it's going to be a close fight. But I don't like to bet on Russians against wrestlers. It's kind of against my religion, which is is atheism. All right. um, Let's move on now to the midway division. (laughs) Andrew Sanchez fighting Mahmed Murudov. New Sean? Yeah, I don't really have a good uh, edge on this fight. Um, I guess Murudov is a bit hyped up. the problem is he didn't fight last year. He fought six times in 2019 and then zero in 2020. So I uh, I don't know what that looks like. Maybe he's a guy that needs to, to fight a lot to, to get better and, and stay uh, stay good, <laughs> just can fight good. Um, but that is concerning he hasn't fought in that long. Uh, I don't know who possessed Andrew Sanchez in his last fight. Uh, getting a knockout is... I thought that was against the rules. Um, I just, man, I don't know. Is Terman that fucking bad? He must be. Um, has Andrew Sanchez fixed his, you know, no. one round fighter? No. no. I, I don't <laughs> nope. think so. Some people are going to say that, but I don't think so. It's impossible to at this point. Just... Yeah. I, I think Miradoff is good enough that, that he can. Stay, keep it on the feet and and win. Uh, I I don't trust uh, that this is Andrew Sanchez 2.0, but I don't want to bet it. Plus, yeah, I'm uh, even. I'm talking myself out of betting Andrew. <laughs> Sanchez. You love him. You love him, Wes. I mean, he could be a one round champ. I'm telling you, first round Andrew Sanchez is a fucking monster. I mean, he he really is. That dude's fucking athletic. He's got great wrestling. Uh, hits with some power, like ground and pound. But I mean, after five minutes, it's like that dude turns into absolute shit. And I just, I don't, I don't think he can get, um, this dude out of there in the first round, man. And then after that, you just, you don't know. There's some fights where, you know, um, Sanchez can get the first couple rounds and then he's just holding on for dear life in the third. Is, is that going to happen here? Is he going to, you know, win the first and then just get absolutely smoked in the second? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm staying with my boy as far as a pick. I'm going to pick Sanchez, uh, as a dog here, but man, I, I can't, I can't bet. I, and I'm not going to bet the other side either. Cause like I, all, all that said about Sanchez, that, that dude just sometimes puts on great round or two and can fuck some dudes up. So yeah, he's the pick. No bet. Yeah. Every Sanchez fight is the same. Um, It comes down to the second round because he is excellent 
in the first round, and he is fucking awful in the third <laughs> round. Yep. Um, always the second. So, yeah. so whoever wins the second round, and I just think that Sanchez is going to start to tire, uh, and this Muradov guy is – he's not great. Um, he He's one of those guys that looks a lot better than he fights – uh, but I think he's good enough that he can keep this on the feet, especially for the, the latter half of the round and, and win that round. And y- you know I'm going to throw some round three on uh, anybody fighting Andrew Sanchez. So uh, I got Muradov at uh, 1,100. Man. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I might might take a little shot on him straight as well. Um, but... I'm probably just going to do the the quarter unit at 11 on Murdoff. I might take Andrew Sanchez round three. What's that line? Ooh. <laughs> Plus 2,000? 1,800? 1, Is it? Sanchez round three. 1822, I see. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> that man gets a third round finish. Holy fuck. Hey, man, Derek Lewis has like eight. <laughs> That's Derek Lewis. Twenty five hundred on Bet three sixty five. I don't know what that is, but sounds good. Um, yeah, I don't have much of a read on this one. It, Andrew Sanchez is just an enigma to me. Like it's he he looks so good at times. Like his wrestling and everything else looks so good, and then sometimes he's a bag of shit. And it's not always just like he looks great in the first round and then he gets worse. He could be bad the whole time, and and I just I don't know. And I'm not a big fan of this Russian fella. So it's going to be a pass, and I'll pick the, the Russian guy. What did I miss? Steve's, Steve's latest gem. <laughs> uh, Sanchez's ears look like Andrew's taint after a 10-hour stint on his Peloton. Oh, Shout God. out to Andrew. Uh, I, right. I, we have to read them out because not everybody is watching us. You mm. should be watching us. And if you know the inside, our, our boy Andrew is like a road warrior on that, that <laughs> Peloton now. I wouldn't say some people aren't watching. I would say 99% of the people aren't watching live in the video. Um, yes. But I guess people go back and watch it on, on YouTube a little bit. Um, anyway, let's now move on. Um, we go into the uh, the not UFC fight. Well, now, do we even have fight pesto? Is that a thing? Yes, we do. In, Interesting. In places outside America. Oh, I haven't had fight pesto in a long time. But we're moving up to the ESPN portion of the card as we'll start in the light heavyweight division as we have Khalil Roundtree Jr. taking on Marcin Pacino. Um I thought Roundtree retired. Did I, did I dream that? Nah, he like said, he said some, that. Yeah. He retired and then he was supposed to fight at heavyweight or something against Hardy. Then <laughs> his, like, no, fuck that noise. He's back, baby. Then his he's like, yeah, his gas bill showed up and his water bill showed up. Yeah. And he's and like, now he's real motivated. Yeah. <laughs> well, the good news for him is he's fighting quite possibly the worst fighter I've ever seen. How is this guy getting a fourth fight? He is. He is over. He is. 0 they all 3. want to fight, Lance. They he's, all want. Yeah. This guy not only is he zero and three and has been knocked out in the first <laughs> round of all three fights, he got knocked out by Sam Alvey and Mike Rodriguez. Not exactly a murder. He got knocked out cold in one round by Sam Alvey. Not exactly a murderer's row. Oh, God. New Sean. How do you not take round three KO here? I took round three round one. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, <laughs> first big uh, shot. It, it, 
it's it's the obvious play if I'm wrong I'm wrong but Pragmiao is fucking horrible I don't he just is looking for a paycheck he he goes out there and and he gets hit that's that's what happens so hopefully Roundtree pulls the trigger uh that's that's what I gotta hope for I mean Pragmiao has been dropped four times in his three losses uh is that good? I have to. I tend to believe that Roundtree can hit that that chin. I just hope he does it in the first five minutes. Uh, yeah, I put a unit on that at plus one hundred. That's not bad, Wes. Yeah, yeah. This this guy's like he he looks the part. He's he's jacked up, uh, motherfucker. But man, he's horrible. His chin is just so bad. Um, yeah, I, I like the same as Sean Hare, uh, plus 110. If round, you just, you got to hope Roundtree pulls the trigger. Um, if he does, you got to think he's going to catch that chin, man. And it, like Sean said, if I'm wrong, if he can't get this fucking trash can out of there in the first round, then, uh, so be it. But yeah, Roundtree, round one, plus 110. Brad, you go. Oh, all these round one props, huh? I don't play that game. Just to be different, I'm going to so say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna comes out and he goes, he goes full Vinicius Mohair, and he <laughs> does nothing, and he just circles around and survives five minutes, uh, and then Roundtree melts him in the the first thirty seconds of the second round. Uh, five hundred, exactly. I'm taking the the plus five hundred on the minus three fifty fave to get a knockout, which he's going to do at some point. People are just lining up. <laughs> to go to Fight Island. Lining up. <laughs> Man, this might be the worst. I'm trying to, like, the only thing I can think of worse than this guy getting a fourth fight is is my my girl. What's her nickname? Uh, Shockwave. Shockwave. My girl Shockwave. <laughs> She's back. I'm betting Shockwave. There's no doubt I'm betting Shockwave. I'm oh, taking that. But I like Roundtree here. I'm not a big fan of round one props just because especially the guy just keeps getting knocked out in round one. To Brad's point, like he's, he's this motherfucker's just gonna run, like he's just gonna circle. Eventually, round two is gonna catch up. I think knockout was like minus one seventy five, minus one eighty. So uh, I'm gonna be throwing that in a parlay. And and round three is not very good, but round three has good power and he has pretty good striking. Um, but also, round three's a moron, and I feel like every time a guy a guy loses three straight and just getting obliterated, he somehow wins. So it wouldn't completely shock me if round three also gets deaded. Uh, but it's too, I think. Minus 185, I think that's kind of hard to pass in the key KO by Roundtree because this fight's not going to the decision. And, you know, a guy like that who just gets floored by Sam Alvey, I'll take minus 180 on an actual good striker. Um, all right, god damn, we go to the women's. We have, from this point on, we have three chick fights. They're just perfect. Te- How much do we love Conor McGregor? That's what that's what they're, they're really testing us here. Uh, <laughs> women's bantamweight division. And what a hilarious fight. Like, mom versus mom, mom on mom, mom violence. Juliana Pena, Sarah McMahon, man, I don't even know where you start here or how you could be confident in something like this, but new Sean, give it a whirl. I'm not touching this. Uh, I don't. (laughs) Sarah McMahon is so fucking bad. She just, she finds ways to lose. This is a decent style matchup for Pena. It is. Terrible (laughs) takedown defense. Uh, She's not that good off her back. This is a pretty decent style matchup for her, and I'm still not fucking touching it. I do see that fight goes to decision is only minus 185. Uh, fuck, that is a bit tempting. Um, McMahon I, loves to get choked unconscious. 
And can, I remind you, can I remind you that Pena got guillotined by Jermaine Randomy? The kickboxer. Yeah. It seems yeah. like most of Sarah McMahon's fights end in submission, which is very WMMA of her. Yeah, this, this is all kinds of quit. Uh, so I probably will stay away. I'll pick Sarah McMahon to just wrestle her way and did you know she's to, did you know she's to throw 40? away a fight? Sarah yeah. McMahon is 40 years old. That's crazy. <laughs> yep. Man. All right, Wes. Yeah, all that said about Big Man, though, like Sean's right. This, it, if she can't take this chick down and lay on top of her for 15 minutes, like seriously, that she needs to not fight again because this is the perfect opportunity. She shouldn't fight again anyway. Let, let's just get that out there. But uh, yeah, I see that playing out here. Pain can't, she can't stop a takedown. Uh, like Sean said, she's horrible off her back. <laughs> Uh, I don't think she's going to catch McMahon and something off her back. Um, yeah. McMahon by decision is like plus 160. Uh, I'm, I'm not touching, I'm not touching anything, but if I was to play something, it, it'd be a uh, hard by decision plus 160. This guy, George, George Johnson had a good one. Next, the woman who got submitted by Jermaine Durandame versus the woman who got TKO'd by Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Betchy versus Pena. That's a fun event if I've ever seen one. <laughs> and then our boy Steve would walk barefoot over a field of needle. He called, uh, be needles. Is that <laughs> the word? Uh, yes. Needles and broken glass to eat Pena's ass. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's all right, Steve. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you to that one. Um, yeah, this is. This is not a great fight, but I have a theory here. I've got a oh, theory. Here we go. There we um, go. So Sarah McMahon basically invented mom quit. Um, mm-hmm. We we were there. She did. We saw it in person. It was tremendous. But now she's had a second kid. <laughs> so kids are like it reverses like, it. Does it reverse it? Like, yeah. Cancel each other out. Cancel each other out. And now she doesn't have the mom quit anymore. So she's gonna come back and. Juliana Pena in that time has had a kid, so now she has the mom quit. So when when things go well for Sarah McMahon early in fights, she's fine. It, it's good. It's when things stop going well and her oppo- opponent actually starts doing stuff to her that she gets in trouble. But she's going to be in control early here, and uh, Juliana Pena is going to have a little little case of the mom quit in this one. So Sarah McMahon. Submission is like plus five fifty. That's the shit right there. I mean, Pena's sub defense is pretty good. She almost got out of that guillotine by that old kickboxer lady. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, not too bad. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, this is this is bad. I mean, just lining up, we got prospects, top superstars. Just sitting in airports waiting to get to Fight Island. They take me to Fight Island. Like guys, guys are coming out of retirement. Like get me on that McGregor card. Habib's to- begging Dana to fight, and Dana's like, "Bro, chill <laughs> out. We got McMahon sure. versus Pena. We don't have room." 
what, what a fucking shit job that was, the whole decision. And then Khabib comes out like yesterday. He's like, I don't know what he's talking about. I ain't fighting. <laughs> I was here with my cousin. Or Surprise. Something. I heard the real story is Habib didn't want to retire, but um, Dana was like, there's no room on the roster for you. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> full. Fine Island is full. We can't we got that. nothing. We have nothing. For- what am I supposed to just not put Jessica I on the pay-per-view? <laughs> Come on, Habib. This is the business. <laughs> Holy fuck! What's next? You gonna let her drive? <laughs> Habib's, a, Habib's a bad person. I know people seem to love him, but he's a really, really bad human being. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take Juliana Pena in this fight. I'm not. I'm not gonna bet it. All right, middleweight division. This, this fight's hilarious, but it's it's better than the last one. You know, this is the perfect fight to go after this fight because it's hilarious, but it's gonna seem like a good fight after we watch the last fight. What a card, baby. Brad Tavares takes on Shoeface, Antonio Carlos Jr. And if you would have told me both these guys are retired, I would not have argued with you. New Sean. <laughs> well, losers getting cut is, no is way. what I, what uh, I believe. No. There, is no, there is no – it used to be like you lose three in a row, you're cut unless something crazy happens or you're amazing. Uh-uh. Fucking shockwave. <laughs> yeah, but Shockwave only makes sixteen and sixteen or whatever the fuck it is. Meanwhile, these guys. What do you think, Brad Tavares? He probably makes forty. Come on now. I bet they don't even pay Shockwave. <laughs> she just like just give me the free trip to Fight Island. They just, like, <laughs> we do have a spot to and, pay. And a, a per diem. How's the concern yeah. sound? <laughs> Man, this oh, this is gonna be good. a rough fight. We're, this is going to be a rough fight. Uh, no way. I, I tend to think Shoeface could probably get Brad Tavares down. I don't know if he can finish him there. I mean, he has the skills. Brad Tavares gets take, taken down a decent amount. Uh, he hasn't really fought real jujitsu guys, so I guess we haven't really seen his uh, sub-defense lately anyway. Um, but Carlos Jr. just gasses so bad if he doesn't get the finish. If you got Carlos Jr. at like plus one thirty, where it opened one thirty five, I think that was a decent play. But I'll, I'll just pick Tavares to to win a boring decision after uh, shoe face gases after winning the first. Wes, yeah, it's it's crazy that uh, shoe face is like thirty years old, man. I just saw that at, that just that can't be right. That's got to <laughs> be like Cuban fucking birthdays and shit. Uh, Man, Tavares has just looked really bad here lately. Uh, I, I think he's been off for about a year or so, too. So, um, yeah, just, man, Sean's right about Shoeface. I, I think he can get Tavares down, but if he doesn't finish him, man, he does have some pretty bad cardio problems. Uh, and Tavares is, is, if anything, he's a tough dude. And he'll He'll usually stay in a fight, so. Man, I, I'm I'm gonna pick shoe face, but yeah, I, I I I wish he was more like plus one fifty or something like that, and I'd probably take a little shot on him to get a get a boring decision, like Sean said. Uh, but man, this is this is a rough fight. I'm I'm just gonna pass. Bradley, yeah, if I told you that these guys were thirty and thirty three years old, you stole uh, my line. I was gonna say, did you know shoe face just turned thirty? <laughs> <laughs> There's no he way. Literally, what Wes said like two minutes yeah. ago. There's no way he's thirty. <laughs> thirty. Uh, yeah, that that's uh, that, that's kind of crazy. But at the same time, 
do you remember back when Brad Tavares had like 97% takedown defense or something, and they tried to claim that he had this great defensive wrestling? Uh, and then Yoel Romero went out there and like threw him out of the cage, uh, <laughs> just fucking launched him every which way. I think that like Carlos Jun- Shoeface is not a great wrestler, but he is a big fucking physical guy, and and he's gonna get in on Tavares, and I think he's gonna kind of ragdoll him around. And yes, he gasses. He doesn't gas as much as he used to. Uh, so I think that he can, if he doesn't get the sub in the first round, I think he can at least get a, a uh, takedown in the second round and control a bit. And Brad Tavares isn't finishing anybody. Uh, so you, you don't really have to worry about him getting stopped in the third. So I actually like Shoeface quite a bit in this fight, and I'm probably going to have a little bet on him, as crazy as that is. Love Shoeface here. This get is it. a perfect fight for the young 30-year-old Shoeface. <laughs> um Tavares isn't very good. He's not. He doesn't have very good wrestling. He can be taken down. He's not great on the ground. And Shoeface, Shoeface loses to who he's supposed to lose to, and he usually beats who he's supposed to beat, and he usually submits who he's supposed to beat. And I know if he, you know, he does gas out or or whatever. But when he when he gets a guy to the ground, he's usually finishing. Like this isn't a guy that wastes good positions. Like he gets on top, he gets in a good position, and he finishes. And Tavares is he's getting older. He's an old ass 33. He's coming off a torn ACL. Um, he hasn't fought in a long time. And I don't think it's a, a torn ACL, a guy that's gonna constantly be on your leg trying to take you down. I don't know if that's the best first fight for him. I I love Shoe Face in this fight. So I'm gonna be all over Shoe Face at plus money. Brad Tavares sucks. I don't know if Brad Tavares has ever been good. I think he was more. He had some good matchups in a long time. Well, I think he beat some guys that we thought were better than they were, and they ended up sucking. And anytime he faced anyone with talent, he did not win. Um, just not very good. Shoe face is the pick here. I will definitely have a have a bet on him. All right, let's move on to the uh, final card, final fight on the prelim card before we get to some real bangers on the pay per view. Uh, lightweight division: Nazrat Hakparast versus Armand. This is Rukian. You, Sean? I think we got a little bit of a hyped-up Russian. Uh, yes, son. Uh, this, <laughs> feed, this, me. This... feed me. <laughs> feed me. <laughs> feed it. Let's go. I made a living off this. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, the thing with Sarukian is everybody was impressed when he he fought mac and cheese on, on short notice and looked okay, but didn't really do much in that fight. And everybody was like, oh, I mean, he looked good in, in a loss. And then he fights Ohm. And that dude almost lost that fight. Ohm pissed that shit away in the third. Uh, Ohm was able to stuff all his takedowns in the second. And then he, Ohm wanted to grapple in the third, even though he was winning the stand-up, and just got reversed. And then he got laid on. I know Hackbarast, he's, he's been taken down by a couple of guys, but I, I think his takedown defense can be up to that level, and he is a much more dangerous striker than anybody Sarukian has ever fought. Uh, Sarukian, I mean, he, he didn't even look great against Davi Ramos, a, a strictly jiu-jitsu guy. Um, I, I think this should be this line should be a lot closer than it is. Uh, I like Hackbarast here. I took him for, for two units at plus 225. Man, Wes, I, I, I'm guessing who you're going to be on in this one. 
um, mini Kelvin. Yeah. Let's get it. It's like, it's like Kelvin shit out of kid, you know, like, yeah. How do you think it got down to to 170 back in the day? (laughs) He gave birth to Asper. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you could, uh, break it down too much better than than what what sean said here um i i, I do like shurukian i i think he's he's pretty decent but we're just getting to a point here to where he's like we led into this fight he's just another hyped up prospect that you know looking at this line this is just crazy man uh um, Hasbrad has, has fought some really good competition i mean the only fight he's lost over the past few years is uh, you know, Drew Dover, who's just really so fucking, good looking. Yeah, I mean, he's a good fighter so now too. Looking, that though. guy's gotten really good, and that was a bad matchup for for Hasbro too. You know, um, I think this is a a little bit better matchup for him, and uh, this stays on the feet. He's just way better striker. So yeah, I mean, plus two fifty, you have to you have to bet that you you gotta. That 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 angle's hitting, man. These uh, hyped up prospects that get up to minus three or four hundred—that's just dumb. Yeah, I, I'm gonna take a little shot here, Bradley. Yeah, Sarukin's whole thing is that he looks good when his opponent tries to grapple him. Like Davi Ramos, I was an idiot. I think I bet Davi Ramos in that fight. Yep. Um, I, so. I I thought that something good was gonna happen there. Nope. Uh, Ohm, when he tried to grapple him, that didn't go well for him. But whenever Sarukin is the one that's trying to initiate the grappling, he doesn't look so good. Uh, he, he's much better when he's defending it, and, and there's guys who don't want to strike with him. But Hackbarass is going to be striking with him, and he's going to have to initiate the takedowns. And we're going to see how good that wrestling really is. Um, cause it's one of those things where in MMA and in the cage, it's always easier to defend takedowns than get them. Um, and, and I just think there's a big gap here on the feet. Uh, I know that people think, uh, Sarukin looks all right on the feet, which I guess he does, but Hackbarass had a streak where he dropped like five guys in a row in fights. Um, he's, he's got some hands on him and I don't think he's a terrible wrestler. So I think he keeps it on the feet and kind of boxes, uh, Sarukin up. And probably wins a decision in this one. So uh, I'm just going to play him straight because I don't think that decision props anything crazy. But uh, Hackbrass for me, Lil Kelvin, baby. Yeah, I, I like Hackbrass here. And I think, you know, you mentioned the Drew Dover fight. It seemed like everyone was pretty high on him until that fight. Like people, like I know he lost to Held early on, but like people seemed to think Hackbrass was like pretty decent. And I I think Drew Dover was an underdog. I think that's the one of the fights well, I got Hackbrass Drew Dover as like a big underdog. Yeah, yeah, like, was like hyped up. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, yeah, I think I got like plus two hundred plus on on Dover in that fight, <clears> and <throat> you know after that fight, it's everyone you know people are still kind of sleeping on Dover a little bit after that fight, but everyone forgot Hack Parast, and then you know he come out and he he won his last fight, and now he's this gigantic number versus Russian number seventeen. <laughs> this guy's Russian. I just assume by the last name he's Russian. Maybe he's from one of those other stupid no, Eastern Bloc countries. I, I think he's no, he's like Armenian or something, isn't he? Is yeah. there a he's real the difference? Flag. <laughs> and they're all the same what? anyway. That whole Eastern Bloc, that's one country. 
Um, it's called the Soviet no, Union. That, that's wow. not the Russian you, Lance. He's, yeah, he's from somewhere. He's not Russian, but he's from. It's, it's, it's Soviet Union. It's all, yeah. all this name. Hey, I'm probably the only one in this podcast that's been to the Eastern Bloc. <laughs> yeah, right. I wouldn't go yeah. there. Yeah, what's yeah. I spent two weeks in Bulgaria hanging out with uh, Dimitrov. There's a huge mural of him in the city. He's all they got. <laughs> Damn right. Yep. Yeah. I him, to and, uh, every day. him and the dude that got stabbed. Yes, Blagoy Ivanov. <laughs> yep. He's got a slightly smaller mural right next to Dimitrov. <laughs> I got. I love Bulgaria. That out of Please. all the cities I've been to, that was my favorite by far. Beers were five so- cents. Sofia. Five cents. Yes, yeah, Sofia, Bulgaria. Fucking great. Beers were literally five cents. It's like, what? Like, what? What'd you love about the That's city? Actually, right? the is like the beer was five cents. It was five cents. <laughs> it was this beer. Um, it was basically this Heineken ripoff. It was called the Gorka. And it was five cents and it was really good beer. And then you'd go to like, I'd go to this, everything's Italian there. They have amazing Italian food. I guess everyone immigrated uh, from Italy and you would go and I get like a three or four court course meal with like five drinks, like, like spaghetti or pizza, whatever. And my bill would be like seven bucks. It's fucking great. Like they had a cafeteria in our office. I'd get a fucking like 14 ounce steak and like two sides and a piece of pie. And it was like eight bucks. I was like, but I got like like lunch beers, a steak, and it was the fucking place was incredible. Like my hotel didn't even charge for beers. They like they like it literally or booze cheaper they, than water. They had this room if you were a guest in the hotel, you could go in and like literally we just like fucking zagorkas out the ass, like all these booze, everything, and they 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 made their own booze called Rakia. Got hammered off that. It's a great place. You guys should go to uh, Sofia, Bulgaria. Good massages too. Oh, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Sophia's wonderful place. Uh, anyway, for this fight, Hack Press is – everyone forgot about him. He's still good. He has really good hands. Um, I think this fight is going to stay standing. I think he just has the faster faster hands and the more power. And at that price, I don't I don't think you have a choice but to bet him here. All right, let's now move on to the – We didn't tell the people that's the consensus. consensus. Is that the consensus? That is. That is the consensus. It is. That's, that's yeah. wonderful. Going back to back. 245. Plus 200 dogs. You know, if we were a different tout podcast, we'd be like, consensus bet, that random Russian fighting Wentz. <laughs> I got him minus at minus 220. Yeah, I got it at minus 120. You guys must have missed that line. <laughs> Free for VIPs, though. Yeah. yeah sorry sorry you know. missed the good line, but if you sign up for my package, you know. Oh, God. All right, let's go pay-per-view time. Women's strawweight division, Marina Rodriguez, who I literally have never heard of. I do know who this person is. Um, versus Amanda Rebas, who's she's fought. Uh, Rodriguez has fought five times in the UFC and once on Contender Series. Lance, do you think I tell a difference between different women fighters? You no. don't think I just put them in one mold and not know the difference between them? Lance, in all of her UFC fights, guess what's happened. It's went to decision. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, um, oh, look at that. Memorable yeah. moments. <laughs> uh, I think Rebus is, Rebus is going to smash here. She's going to take um, uh, Rodriguez down, who doesn't have very good takedown defense at all. Uh, she could catch a sub. She could smash her out. I don't know what she's going to do, but she's going to smash her. I got Rebus and a chalky-ass three in a parlay. You kept saying smash. Do you mean it like sub? <laughs> Rebus. Sub. <laughs> Sup. 
Wes, you gonna smash? <laughs> you gonna smash Rebus? Nah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna pass on pass on that. Um, yeah, she she's gonna win here. Um, I, I agree, Sean. She she's gonna be able to get this to the mat and uh and put a beating down on on old girl. So. Yeah, I like her in a in a small parlay. I don't I don't know about three units on her here, but I, I think Rebus is is pretty good, and she should she should win this fight. Can we take a moment to say that the teenager has a gaming chair? <laughs> should we talk yeah. about this? Is he, a, is he a gamer? It's got the the. Do you think it has the speakers in the headrest there? Oh God, I hope not. Dude, my my desk chair I've been using is so old. I had Helena buy some black duct tape because it was peeling everywhere. I just duct taped that some bitch all over the place. It's good as new. Um, mine's made out of wood. <laughs> that doesn't sound comfortable. Let's take you, a journey as I go upstairs to get my dinner. It's oak. It's it's finely made. Um, do I have to talk about this fight? Like. Uh, Arribas is, uh, is is pretty cute, and um, she's also like pretty good, I guess. Um, she's tape. probably gonna get a bunch of takedowns and win a decision. We got that duct tape on there. <laughs> is it? I wasn't joking. There's duct tape <laughs> all over that. What the fuck is he doing? Tape Ooh, tape study. Oh, there he goes. Oh, he, and then he, he started far away from the router. Uh oh. Um. Yeah. I think. I think Arribas is uh, is going to win a decision because she's just going to get a bunch of takedowns. I. I don't care about this. Yeah, this chick's pretty good. I like her. It's good looking. Um. Yeah, I'm going to parlay her with some stuff. This Marina Rodriguez girl, not good from what I could tell from the old Wikipedia. I looked up her fights, and usually after I look at some fights, I go, "Oh yeah, that one." And I looked her up, and I was like, "Okay, so she fought like Esparza." And like some other bitches, I've heard of all of them. Not a second. Can't remember it. Don't even know if it really happened. Could have been made up. Couldn't tell you. But she's she's been ten aided a couple times, hasn't she? Yeah, Marco's ten aided her. I'm pretty sure. That's that's <laughs> not good. Uh, Rebus might she, she could possibly get a finish. She could probably yeah, possibly get a finish here. What is what's what is the prop? Uh, let's let's see what we got. Why is our boy Derek Glove saying he's going to lose money on Marina? And who is Marina? Who is 300 that? lands for sub. It's not bad. Not bad. All right. Let's uh, move on. TK. That's the problem with sub stop. Like, especially with someone like Rebus, you could just as easily pound her out in the ground as, you know, choke her. And this bitch could quit. she have any kids? I don't think so. She's 33, though. Like, right, she's not young. Has she been to the Smith Morshin Clinic? No <laughs> <laughs> uh, sources say likely. I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't yeah, think she trained at Lloyd Irvin's. No. I think it depends on your religion if it counts. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the next fight. Yeah. Um, first up, lightweight division: Matt Steamrolla Frivola taking on the Ottoman Empire. New Sean. Uh, we disagree I, uh, here. Yeah, I, Which means I think you're gonna lose. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I think Azatar is a fraud. Uh, it's just whether Frivola can can take it long enough. I I think if if Azatar doesn't knock him out clean in the first, which 
It is possible. Uh, I think Frivola takes over. Uh, I think this dude is going to gas uh, if he doesn't finish in the first round. Uh, Frivola can wrestle. He can uh, make this guy work. Uh, and I will definitely not take the Nazi. So, yeah, I uh, I bet on uh, <coughs> Frivola plus 140 for unit. What do you have against Nazis? <laughs> yeah, why, why is he a Nazi, Sean? Jeez. Mm-hmm. I've just heard things. <laughs> what have you heard? And what do you have against Nazis? They're he was born in Kalogny. Mm. Very funny. Okay. Um, doesn't this pack go way much better with a dip? Yep. Oh yeah. Now now you've completely <laughs> done something. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole get up now one, just got tied together, you know. That's an easy so one time for a Halloween any year. I was about to tell you that. So we did a um we did a Halloween thing at work and I never dress up for Halloween, not a thing. And I had this like super old like shirt that I got when I worked in Danville uh for the Braves, and it's just like this old ratty shirt with holes in it and the sleeves were cut off. I wore that. Um, some gym shorts and this, and I just walked around the office with a dip all day. Went to this like big meeting, walked in there. I was like, "Hey, y'all, <laughs> great costume." I do a good redneck. All right, Wes. Yeah, I'm uh, kind of more leaning with uh, with Sean on this one. Um, That's not good. Uh, That's okay. We can ride. Know, we know Wes. All night. We know Wes. I just, uh, I, I kind of feel the same it. way. He, he, um, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't really know about this dude. Uh, we know Frivola's tough as hell, man. And if, if this guy doesn't, doesn't get him out of there pretty quick, I, I think Frivola's going to be all over this dude. You know, he's going to make it rough in there. He's going to be throwing punches. He's going to be trying to take him down. And, uh, if this guy can't get him out of there in the first or so, um, I think he's going to be in for some bad shit in the second and third round. Um, I don't know if I want to take Frivola here at that slight of a dog price. I would like a, a little bit more, and may, maybe I get it before the fights because I feel like this dude's uh, another one of those hype trains that's that's going to get bet up, and Frivola is a really tough motherfucker that is hard to get out of there. So uh, Frivola's going to be the pick for sure, and if it gets up to plus 150 or so, I'll probably take the small shot. Bradley? Get it. Is Frivola that tough to get out of there? Because, I mean, like, Polo melted him in a minute. I mean, but that was, like, the one time in ever, you know, like, ever. I mean, he also hasn't fought anybody good. Yeah, do we know this guy's, like, good, though? I don't don't think he's good. I agree with you guys that that the – Okay, first of all, this is the Tonka truck main event of the night. We got the bulldozer <laughs> against the steamroller. Uh, and that's actually a pretty apt description for this fight because Frivola's style is that he is going to come forward and collide with you. And he's facing a guy that I don't really think he's any good, but he's got those like Antonio Margarito hands. He, he dipped them things in plaster, wrapped them in cinder blocks. He uh, is hard. <laughs> he is real hard. Um, he doesn't even throw good punches or anything. It's just that when he connects, people drop. Um, and I, I don't think that Frivola is the type of guy with how much he gets hit that is going to survive that. So 
Uh, I've got uh, I got the Ottoman Empire taking this one. Um, I might throw a little bit on the the round one prop because I think it's just going to be collisions until he drops uh, for roller drops. That is. Yeah, I, I like Azatar a, a good bit here, actually. I, I think – what is Frivola good at? Getting hit. He's Rest. he's not a good striker. He's not a good grappler. Doesn't have good jiu-jitsu. Doesn't have a great chin. Um, he's white. White guys. Come on. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, like I said, it, it is like he dipped his like, hands in some shit. <laughs> like he's – like this dude, like when he, he just seems like he hits harder than everyone else, and like yeah, he's not the most technical striker, but this guy just is one of those guys that just he has dynamite in his hands, and he's very very powerful. He hits very very hard. Matt Frivola is very very white, and I just I don't see it. Frivola just looks like a dude who anytime he faces a decent fighter, an athlete, he's gonna lose. Like. He does win fights by kind of just outlasting his guys. Like his best win ever is a split division by Luis Pena. Like got, you know, I don't, I don't know. He, he's not very good. I, I'm not, I'm not very high on him. I, I did bet him, you know, against Jalen Turner cause he's a real shit bag. Uh, but as a tar, I don't know. I, I think he's good. Um, I know you guys aren't very high on him. I know he hasn't beaten the, you know, the best guys yet, but there's something to a guy that just knocks everyone out in the first round. Even when he gets in the UFC, we see a lot of guys who get all those first round knockouts earlier in their career. And then once they get to the you know UFC, they get less knockouts and that kind of starts fading away. He doesn't seem like that kind of guy. And once he got here, he's still knocking guys out. His hands are dynamite. And I think he I think this is quick work. I think that line's way short and I like him here. Also, there's a reason that this fight is happening in Abu Dhabi on a Conor McGregor pay-per-view. And it's on the main card of that pay-per-view. And it's not because Matt Frivola is in the fight. <laughs> Everyone wants to see Matt Frivola. We're also about to talk about the next fight on this pay-per-view that's even higher yeah. up. So it's the banger, all right? I will be betting uh, Azatar here uh, in a parlay. Um, all right, let's move on to just, just a good fight here. I mean – <laughs> this might be a number one contender fight in the stack 125 division. I hope so. Um, the gift that keeps on giving women's MMA, Jessica I. Here we go, evil. Here we go. Like, <laughs> fighter. And then uh, the king of the Smith-Morrison clinic, Joanne Calderwood. <laughs> Unforgettable. I, I, oh, that's I, one. That's one of the I've best seen, insides. I've seen, yeah, I've seen inside info, and I've seen reasons to bet someone. But a recent <laughs> trip to the Fish Morrison Clinic is not one of them. Until then, um, so Nishan, what you got here? You have any insight here? Has there been any trips to the clinic lately? Uh, I got no insight on this one for for that. I, I had a little more on on the last woman's fight, but uh, man, I think Calderwood should win this fight. But she also likes to just giveaway fights um just guy kind of does that too when you're getting handily outstruck by cynthia calvillo on the feet not a good sign for uh for just guys so i think calderwood should win but like i said she loves to find a way to lose um so i will not back either of these uh they're pretty pretty fraudulent and somehow this is almost the number one contenders fight in <laughs> women's flyweight there's no S, just contender. Oh, it's helping out. It's helping out. Yeah. Wes, 
Yeah, th- this is just um, great. I, I have no clue what what's really going on when this is the shit that you're putting on a pay per view. It's on the top, baby. I I don't know how you cheerlead this company when this is the shit that they're going and it's going to be like eighty bucks or some shit like it. Like, get the fuck out of here, man! Come on, I don't care. I don't know. I'm streaming it. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know. <laughs> you uh, watch out. You stop, watch out. Stop Come looking. That is you listening, Dana? Um, <laughs> yeah, I picks Collarwood. I I want nothing to do with this fight, Brad. Yeah, Joanna uh, Joanne Calderwood has done a great job of failing upwards in MMA. Um, because every time she's supposed to be a contender or something, and uh, she gets submitted or she loses a fight she shouldn't lose. But man, it's usually because she's getting submitted. So I feel pretty safe here against Jessica I, because um, I don't think she's ever submitted anybody. And man, like. Is there a more unlikable fighter than Jessica I? <laughs> like, um, uh, who I hate more? Leon Edwards. Steve, well, no. Jessica has the charm and charisma of an open grave. That, that kind of explains <laughs> it all, right there. Jimmy Ab, I definitely <laughs> like him a lot. Yeah. James Vick, if we count him as a fighter. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Um, but Jessica I is great. She's in contention for the the top of that list. Um, I I don't trust Joanne Calderwood, though, ever. Like, she's never been very good. So I'm picking her to win, but I'm not betting this shit. Dog walk. Yeah. I got got nothing here. Dog walk during a pay-per-view. That's fucking sweet. Yeah, dog dog walk fight of the night right there, baby. And this is why I don't don't get it. Like, putting I and Calderwood on on the pay-per-view, it's like, people do pay for this, right? Like, if you put, you know, uh, little Calvin on this on this pay per view over that, or even like fucking Shoeface and Tavares or Roundtree, no one says a word. Everyone just goes, "Yeah, it's Connor pay per view, whatever." We're not going to get you know great fights on it. But you put Ian Calderwood. That's all anyone has talked about this week. Is like you want me to pay for Jessica I. You put you Jessica just I on a free one fine. It's just spit in my face. It's yeah. It's like. God, I hate myself. Like you make I hate myself because of this. And it's it's fucking sad. And this the women's MMA and how they keep trying to make it mainstream. They keep trying to push it. They put it on Conor McGregor cards and like you know, why not put in this spot like a guy who could be good, right? You know, like put a fight on here with a couple prospects who you think you like. It's a Conor McGregor card. Everyone's watching. You're getting no bang for your buck. Putting Jessica I and Calderwood on this fight. You know, the Reboss one actually makes sense. She's someone they can get behind. She's a top prospect. Why waste this glorious spot for this? Yeah. That's what I don't get. Even like, but like Jessica Andrade in this spot. That I would be on board more, with. More. Yeah, 100%. But like, if I'm the UFC, I'm putting a guy, I'm putting Kevin Holland on this pay per view. Like, I'm putting a guy yeah. that you can really get some eyeballs on because. Everyone is going to be talking about this card. It's Conor McGregor, and and they're wasting it here. And I just, I, I just, I don't understand. I truly don't understand. And it's going to be a fight that's going to go the distance. It's not going to be fun. We're all going to be pissed off, and then we got to get rehyped for the Hooker Chandler fight. But in terms of this fight, I guess I'll pick Calderwood. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bet on this. Uh, but now let's go to the 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 co-main event, which 
for a Conor McGregor card, this is about as good as you can get from a co-main event. This is a main event type fight. Uh, this could easily be a main event. Uh, it's, it was better than the main event we had a couple of days ago. Um, we have uh, in the lightweight division, Dan Hooker taking on Michael Chandler, who's finally making his UFC debut. I think we all wish it was five years ago, but he's still a very, very dangerous guy. And I think a lot of people are looking forward to this. You, Sean? This is a tough fight for me to pick. Um, I, I do like Dan Hooker. I think he's a, a really good striker. Um, he does have a bit of power, um, as we've seen with the, the Gilbert Burns uh, knockout and our, our absolute favorite uh, top four anyway, James Vick knockout. Um, <laughs> this is a bit of a tough matchup. He hasn't His takedown defense really hasn't been tested that much uh, against a true wrestler. Um, and I think if Chandler does implement that game plan, that he can have a, a decent amount of success in it. Um, but I, I have a tough time backing Chandler because we've seen this so many times where a guy comes from another organization after like waiting way too long. And I know they've fought in big fights before for Bellator or whatever, but it just seems like when it's the UFC, it's different. Alves had a, pretty mediocre uh, uh, first fight. Lombard, I, I I could still see Chandler being a little bit starstruck in this fight. So I'm staying away. I'll pick Chandler to, to wrestle his way to a decision. Um, but I, I wouldn't be too surprised if Dan Hooker is able to, to catch that chin a bit. Yeah, oh, you're wrong. Uh, Wes? Yeah, I, I, do, I do think this is a... Uh you know, a, a fairly close fight. Um, I think Sean's right. You know, the, the whole guys coming over and yeah, we do wish this was five, uh, four or five years uh, ago for Chandler. So we could have had, you know, the, the prime of his, of his career because the guy's good, man. He, he's still good. It, uh, and it's not like he's, he's like old, old, um, I'm just if there was one guy that I don't I don't think uh, that that kind of stuff would matter to it is Chandler. Uh, I think that guy's about as mentally tough as it as it gets. And also, this isn't going to be a fight that's in front of you know uh, it's not a, a normal Conor McGregor type atmosphere of a card. It's not going to be in front of thirty thousand people or anything like that. Um, but as far as the the fight, yeah, I mean it is it is pretty tough. Um, the one thing I'll say is, is Chandler usually he doesn't have too much of a problem getting in on guys, and we haven't seen um, uh, anybody like Michael Chandler uh, test Hooker's wrestling at this point. Uh, Hooker is also coming off a pretty tough fight uh, his last time out. That's also uh, it's always a concern for a guy coming back. Um, yeah, I like I like Chandler here. I think Chandler can get in enough and um and useless wrestling on Hooker that is absolutely um uh, unproven that he can keep this fight on the feet and stay at enough distance to where he can uh land a lot on Chandler. It's not like Chandler doesn't have a little bit of power when he gets in and, and throws those overhands. So um yeah, I like Chandler. Not not huge or anything. I do think it's close, but at, at a at a plus money price, I think you almost have to take just an absolute bet in the spot that's been in a lot of uh, a lot of big fights, even outside of the UFC. Brad, yeah, Hook, Hooker has a chance to win this fight. His chance to win this fight is he lands something as Chandler is coming in. 
Um, once Chandler gets inside, he's fucked. On the outside, Chandler is so much faster than him. Like, Michael Chandler is a legitimately good athlete. And Dan Hooker is like a tough pipe cleaner uh, that learned how to throw strikes. Throw some good kickboxing, yeah. It's, yeah. Yep. Um, there is there is going to be a massive difference in speed in this fight. So maybe Hooker throws a knee up or something while, while Chandler's coming in and is able to land that knee because he's super tall. He's one of the guys, like, he's six feet tall. You should be fighting at, uh, at welterweight. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but Chandler has a ton of power. And Hooker has terrible tall guy defense. So I think Chandler's going to land big early. And if that doesn't get him out of there, he closes the distance, like Wes said. He gets inside, and he is going to absolutely ragdoll Dan Hooker once he's inside. Chandler can wrestle. Uh, Hooker, I know he said earlier this week, one of the many stupid things he said this week is that, oh, I, I haven't been out wrestled in a long time from the guy who... In New Zealand. <laughs> from the guy who got out... He got out wrestled by Jason Knight. Rubber guard king Jason Knight out wrestled the shit out of this dude. So Michael Chandler, you know, there's this narrative that he's been in a bunch of wars and taken so much damage. Most of his fights, he's getting dudes out of there in the first round. He's had a couple wars. And that's a long Dan, time ago, too. He yeah, hasn't had a war in a while. Exactly. Dan Hooker has had recent wars where he has been through the shit. Um, and he hasn't looked like he's had good cardio in those fights. He is like Neil Magny. He loses all of the championship rounds in his fights. Uh, and I don't think that like Chandler slows down. Uh, but he's still going to be way faster, way stronger than Hooker. I think that he tosses him around for this fight if he doesn't get him out of there. And Hooker's tough, so he probably doesn't get him out of there. Uh, I've got Chandler pretty big in the decision here, and I'm betting him. Lance, yeah, I like him for the whiteboard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Matt, Matt put it nice. Um, <laughs> easy one to break down. And Sudal Ball American yesterday. It, it Chandler. <laughs> I think when you get matchups like this, it's it's ways to win, right? Like. Hey, I think Chandler's a better striker, and I think he obviously has the the way, way bigger power. But if the striking is not going his way, he has that out. And Chandler is one of those guys that's not always wrestled first. He wrestles when he needs to. And I think in this fight, if he does get in trouble, if Hooker starts putting some things together on the feet or he's having trouble dealing with the length, he can out-wrestle this guy easily. Like, it's it's not competitive when you get this to the mat. And Chandler just has more ways to win. And I think – you know, Hooker's advantage of maybe having cardio possibly because Chandler has shown he's gas, but wrestlers wrestle gas all the time versus top wrestlers. It's not hard to out-wrestle a guy when you're gas if he doesn't know how to wrestle. It's a lot easier when the guy has no takedown defense. And Hooker's just not that guy. Hooker's not going to have this, you know, this one-punch power. And I think Hooker's kind of rise to where he got up to that Dustin Poirier fight. I think it was one of those, he got good matchups. You know, he beat a lot of guys who, you know, look at the James Vick fight. Vick sucked. That was, that was one, that was the win that kind of propelled Hooker up until like the rankings when he knocked out James Vick, who obviously we knew sucked. And then he beats Bur- Ally Burns- Aquinta, who's, huh? The Burns one was nice when he knocked out Gilbert. The, Bur- Burns. the Burns that one was, was nice. Bill- that's Burns a different really guy. Good. Yeah. That that's you almost don't even have to like look at that. That's a that's a completely different guy. And then he beat a bunch of guys, you know, who weren't Ross Pearson, Diakisi, old Jim Miller. 
you know, and then he fights Ayakinta, who was his big, you know, top 10 win. And I think Ayakinta doesn't fight very much. And he has some good performance here. And then he doesn't give a shit. Um, this is a tough fight. Chandler is tremendous. He has amazing hands. He has great wrestling. I mean, this is a guy who walked on at Missouri in All-American status. This guy's a worker. He's really good. And I think he has more way to win. I, I don't think this is close. I, I think this line is a couple bucks off. Um, I so really like him. <laughs> I don't care. He's losing his mind. <laughs> oh, this is good. What, what was a kick by a semi-pro rookie? Whose fight was that? Oh, he's talking about the one where he, uh, his foot he busted his ankle out. against Primus. Yeah, oh, Primus yeah, that counts. Yeah, that, that like counts. So, that was like so. Watch that those was, calf kicks. Yeah, it was one of those like first – uh, the around the beginning of the calf kicks and uh, Chandler took one and his leg gave out. Yeah, no, he rolled his ankle at the same fucking time. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dan Hooker lost a grappling match to, to Jason Jerry Knight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bare knuckle boxer. <laughs> so I love Chandler here. I think this is completely one sided. Um, so this is the Munich play yeah. of the week. Um, going with another dog this week after hitting a couple of days ago, but love, love Michael Chandler here. And I have no idea what happens in this lightweight division with Connor and everything else, but um, I, I wouldn't mind if, if Connor, whatever happens, like uh, do Bronx, I wouldn't mind getting his hands on Chandler. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Let's now move on to the, uh, the main event as we have a rematch with Dustin Poirier taking on the return of Connor McGregor, who looks great. Saying all the right things. Looks great. Uh, man's a gamer. New Sean? Yeah, I, th- I think this kind of comes down to a couple things. Like, both these guys, like, if you look at their stats, which you guys, I'm sure, hate for the most part, they're See basically stats? the same. Um, what I, I think that Dustin has, has a decent amount of miles on him for being 32 years old. He's been in some pretty rough fights. He's come – he's been the winner in, in some of those fights, but um, – he started slow against Hooker. Hooker was able to to beat him up in the first two rounds. Um, Max Holloway hit him a lot. Uh, the Gaethje fight, Gaethje put him through a lot of shit. Uh, he's just been through a lot of, uh, of wars. And I know McGregor kind of just hasn't. I know he hasn't fought consistently, but I, I think that McGregor is just one of those guys that I don't think he needs to fight that often. He, he's one of those elite kind of athletes that uh, he can train, and, and when he dedicates himself, he's one of the best. And uh, I think he comes out very quickly in the first round and hits Dustin, and he puts him out. Um, Dustin is susceptible to, to kind of uh, taking – just not getting into the fight as quick as he needs to. So um, my my pick and my bet uh, – I'm closing that three-unit parlay with Rebus with McGregor at minus 127. Wes? Yeah, for, for me, I, I don't I don't think this fight's really that hard to break down. Um, I'm, I'm a really big Dustin fan, the fighter. Um, the guy outside the cage he's turned into might be one of the best dudes in this business. Um, one of the few. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but but this isn't really hard, man. I mean, Sean's right about M- McGregor doesn't need to be like some active dude and stuff. And it's not like he's been off a ton of time, you know, considering we see dudes take two-year layoffs and shit all the time. Um, 
when when McGregor gets his shit right and, and and wants to get ready for a fight, he does it. And man, fuck, he looks to be in some of the best shape that I've. I mean, he looks absolutely jacked. Um, I mean, Dustin's just so susceptible to so so many punches, man. He's taken so many, even in fights he wins. Connor hits like a fucking truck, man. I mean, that's not trained or nothing. That dude just hits like a fucking truck. Um, he's a fucking really good MMA boxer. <laughs> let's, let's put that, uh, you know, the MMA part on it, but his hands are fucking excellent, man, inside the cage. And he's going to catch Dustin, man. And he's going to get him out of there. I think he knocks out Dustin again. And, um, we get some huge fight with somebody coming Pacquiao. up. Pacquiao. Pacquiao. <laughs> Probably, I, I I don't I don't doubt that we whatsoever. Get, we get to see him get knocked out by Pacquiao. Yep, Connor, awesome. Connor's uh Connor's one of the probably the best businessman that this uh, sports ever seen. Uh, I mean, props to him, and I I I don't doubt that that fight's not probably set up. But yeah, I, I like Connor here by uh, KO probably somewhere in the the second or third round. He gets Dustin out of there, Brad. If I didn't see Dustin Poirier get melted by Michael Johnson, I think I would actually be kind of confident in him in this fight, which is weird. Uh, I think McGregor is a much more patient fighter than he used to be. I know that he got a super quick knockout uh, against Cerrone last time out, but Cerrone was no threat to him and not durable. So he knew that he could just get out there and, and go after him. I think he knows that Poirier is more of a threat. And if McGregor's aggressive and gives Poirier chances to exchange with him in the pocket, that's where Poirier's actually going to be able to land stuff. Um, but if McGregor plays it safe, um, not not plays it safe, but stays more on the outside and sort of like picks at him and looks for his opening, he's the much better striker here. Um, if he does that and, and stays patient, I think he's going to land something eventually. I don't necessarily think it's going to be super quick, um, but man, I'm I'm trying to to look for a way to to bet Poirier in this fight, and even then, I'm having a difficult time finding it. Um, maybe if it, it goes uh, a little bit longer and, and Poirier can start to get into a rhythm and pile stuff up, he can win a decision or something like that. Because I don't think he's getting McGregor out of there. Uh, I don't think grappling's going to happen in this fight, so eventually I, I just have to side with McGregor as a pick. I don't really want to bet it. I'm probably going to put Poirier in tout master. Um, but yeah, that's, that's more wishful thinking um, than an actual pick. Uh, once I actually, you know, thought about it a bit more. Yeah. I like Connor here uh, a good bit. I, I think it's, it's speed and technique on the feet uh, is the biggest thing. Connor, people love to hate Connor. I think they sometimes, discount his skills because of how he is and what he does and you know everything about conor mcgregor but conor's conor's one of the best strikers you've ever seen in mma uh he really is he's so technical he's so fast he's so smart he thinks about every shot he he doesn't waste shots he's he's just an incredible striker and i think you can't discount you know the first fight was a long time ago obviously but he got in poirier's head so much in that first fight. And I do think it played played a part in that. And I think now it's almost like Connor's doing 
Ah, oh, this is when it was going to happen. Off the lift. Off the lift. <laughs> one one thing I was going to mention that I missed is that Sean, you said that that Poirier has had, uh, like he's lived a rough life inside the cage. McGregor's lived a rough fucking life outside of the cage, and both of those can age you. So both of these That's guys fair. are way older than thirty two. And That's Connor, fair. Connor even even looks it now. Like, yeah, he does. That's that dude, sure. he the whole, it worked the whole time until the very end. <laughs> you called. You don't worry. Don't worry. Getting too hyped. We, we, yeah, we covered for you, Lance. We got it. We get, it. We're good. It worked. It worked great until then. But what I say, I, I think you know Connor's taking the opposite approach now with you know what he did last time is you know all the shit talking this now he's being like ultra nice to Dustin and like I'll help you find a distributor for your hot sauce and all this stuff and like Connor's always playing mind games. It's just what he is, and I think. You know, Connor's just too smart. Um, and I think a striker, a regular striker, I don't think is the guy that beats Connor. Connor lives for that. That's what he wants. He wants guys in the feet. It's going to be the grapplers. You know, all biased to the side. A guy like Dubronx. Those are the guys that are give, you know, Habib, guys like that. Those are the guys that are going to give Connor fits. It's not going to be Dustin Poirier. He's too slow. He's he's not technical enough. And I don't see Dustin, you know, A, shooting takedowns or B, getting those takedowns. Uh, so I think this is going to be, on the feet, and it's. I don't think it's going to last very long. I think it's going to be, you know, middle end of first, early second. I think Connor puts him out of there, and yeah, I have Connor in a parlay as well. So that'll do it. Um, fun show. Um, thanks everyone. We had a lot of a lot of comments during the show today, so we always appreciate when you guys uh, tune okay. in for the live view. A bunch so, of new faces in the chat too. So yeah, appreciate we. Uh, I just see. Uh, um Kazmat Wolf here, then I think that's just a troll Lance, you know. <laughs> Poirier round four, you know, greatest fighter of all time's name. Hey, Poirier round four sounds like something I could get into. Is is that one <laughs> is that one of my burners? Is that like that's like plus thirty five hundred or something? Yeah. <laughs> But there's some fun fights on Saturday. You know, we end up enjoying the cards no matter what. But it is nice to see Conor McGregor back. He is good for the sport. And even the hardcore of hardcore fans, we all get amped for Conor fights. We all want to see Conor fight just as much as casuals. There's something about it. It's a spectacle, even without, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, fans and everything else. Seeing Conor fight is something that, that we like to do. And it's always an event. So we appreciate everyone listening this week. Good luck on your bets. Don't buy pics from Cal. Do it yourself. Have a good night.